0: Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello, everyone. How are you? I am. Mm, I always have a hard time when I come back from the West Coast. Like, it's not that there's a big time difference, obviously. Like, I, I'm. It's not that I'm like jet lag the same way that I was when I went to like Israel. Um, That was hard when I came back. But I always have trouble falling asleep when I come back. And so I'm tired. I didn't fall asleep until like one or two. I slept until like 830. And I'm just tired. I'm recording this podcast later in the day. But obviously, we have to have an episode because, well, because I have a podcast. (laughs) We have to have an episode of the podcast. If you want to hear more podcasts from me, you can go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. You can get access to all of my Patreon content. I've done a million episodes. Last week, I did Regine Carter's My Super Sweet 16. That's the daughter of Little Wayne with Kara. And actually, Kara will be coming on again this week. <laughs> We're going to have Kara two weeks in a row because we are going to talk about Vanderpump Rules we need to talk about Tom and Katie breaking up, of course. And so I asked her to come on and talk about an early episode. So we're going to cover Stasi's birthday trip to Cabo. It's two episodes in season two, which includes uh, Tom Schwartz, I believe, pouring, like, I believe this happens in that time. If not, it's a fun trip anyway. But Tom Schwartz pouring the beer on Katie's head. I think that's a really important uh, time to revisit when we're going to talk about the divorce of Tom and Katie. <laughs> I also am probably going to do a Caroline Coway little update in the next couple. I was going to say in a couple of minutes, but that's not happening. I'm going to try and do a Caroline Coway episode in the next couple of days. Um, she was recently, as in like yesterday, she was sued for $65,000. <laughs> by her previous landlord. And there's just like a whole bunch of drama with it. And you guys know I am unfortunately a Caroline Calloway scholar. Do I want to be a Caroline Calloway scholar? No. Is this the cross that I have to bear in my life? Yes, it is. (laughs) Unfortunately, my dumb brain has decided that like, this is a thing that I need to follow obsessively. I don't have control over these things, much like I have been for Teen Mom for many years, despite me not even particularly liking the show or any of the people that are on it. This is just how my brain works. And so I'm going to do like a whole Caroline Cowley update. Not totally sure when that's going to happen, but hopefully soon if I have time. So with that said, wow, there's a lot of drama going on in the teen mom world between Kale, Brie, Chris, and Javi. Javi, uh, what's his last name? Marquand? That doesn't seem right. Have I never said his last name out loud? Kale's ex-husband Javi. Javi won, if you will, because now there's like a second Javi involved in this. That's Brie's now ex-fiance. It feels a little... To even call him a fiancé feels, una- like, inaccurate because I, I'm i not really sure they were ever seriously engaged for any significant period of time. But Javi 2 is Bree's ex-fiancé. Javi or Javi 1 is Kale's ex-husband. That will be how we refer to them. It can be confusing when multiple people have the same name on the same show. Usually, at least there's, like, some franchise differentiating Oh my gosh, we need to talk about this. This happened after I recorded my last episode. So, the Ashley, before we get into the drama, before we get into the drama, we have to talk about this first. The Ashley reported this week that MTV is like desperate to save Teen Mom. The ratings are really bad. I mean, the ratings have been bad for 6 years. I I don't understand ratings. <laughs> don't understand them. Don't especially like on a network like MTV that has a really low viewership anyway. I don't really know what makes for good ratings and bad ratings because literally every year the Ashley is like, Team Mom sees its lowest ratings ever. And we've been getting that story for multiple seasons at this point. So I don't know. I always just kind of assume Team Mom is pretty cheap to make overall. And whatever they do make on advertising dollars is enough that they can sustain the show and make a profit. Um, So the like, I think even if the ratings are bad, they're able to make enough money that they keep the show on the air. And so Team Mom has these bad ratings and MTV wants to save Team Mom, to which I say, why? I'm not sure. I like, I know at this point, it's probably their second longest running reality show, right? Behind the challenge. That's like being continuously running. Although, I mean, both of the shows have taken breaks at one point. But the show's been on air for a really long time, obviously, and I guess they want to save it. And the article it talks about that they really liked doing the T Mom Family Reunions. I told you that got a second season. Apparently, it's just like super easy to shoot, which I totally believe, right? Like they can put everybody there for two weeks, pay them probably, I don't know, $100,000 maybe? I actually Would never be able to guess how much they get paid for that. Do they get paid per episode? Do they get paid just for like coming to this thing? I'm not really sure. But they really liked it. It's easy to do, especially like in COVID times. They don't have to do nearly as many COVID protocols because they're all in one place. They're not seeing outside people. So apparently they want to keep doing more of those, but. I have my understanding is that their re, their ratings were even worse than like the regular season. So I don't know. This is what I mean by I don't really understand ratings. But they, according to the Ashley, they liked seeing the cast, mix, cast mixed and their last such effort to save T-Mom is they are kicking around the idea of combining the cast. Now, I will say, uh, Ashley was very, the Ashley was very, um, Particular in her wording, this may not be happening. They're they're kicking around the idea. No real decisions have been made yet. I'm on the fence. If I believe this, do I believe that there has been a meeting or two about the idea of combining the casts? Yes, I would be shocked if that was the first time this meeting was happening. Right? Like, there, this show has been on the air for so many years. One would imagine that they like have had many discussions about ways to like mix up this show. I would believe that there had been meetings. Do I believe that this is like a real thing that's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. What cast would I want? So I'm going to walk through what cast I would like if we combine the franchises. I know we've done this before on this podcast, but this is just how I'm feeling currently based on where we are in the current seasons and, you know, these rewatches that I was doing, how they're affecting my feelings. I'm not quite sure. But out of everybody that is on Teen Mom and Teen Mom, Teen Mom Two and Teen Mom OG, apparently Teen Mom Young and Pregnant is not in the mix, which I think is, I don't know. Bring him, you know, bring bring Beaver on. I was gonna call her Amber Beaver, but her name is Rachel Beaver. Like, bring Beaver on. Why not? <laughs> but apparently they're not in the mix. I guess they're getting another season. Like, it's I guess Teen Mom Young and is gonna premiere. We haven't heard anything about it, but I think they filmed another season or they're filming another season. But here's the cast that I would want. So, I I think. Obviously, like, there's really no good solution to this because they all kind of suck, right? But I think that if I, like, MTV called me and they're like, hey, girly, how are you? Thanks so much for being the only person on planet Earth that's willing to follow this show, this detailed and talk about it on a podcast. Um, you should get a life. But before you get a life, can you let us know what you think about what the cast should be? And I would say, sure, Morgan F. Friedman. Um, here's what I think the cast should be. I would say I would keep Kate, Amber, Jade, Ashley. And Bray, look, I know not everybody is going to agree with this. I know I'm cutting some people that people do not want cut. Uh, the Ashley ran a poll about like who the audience would like her audience, not the audience. I mean, I have no idea how many people actually still read the Ashley and like participated in this poll, but who they most want to stay on the show. And it was like this whole weighted results and the number 1 was Leah and the number 2 is Kale. And according to the Ashley, Leah was the number 1 by a lot, but it was more like she had the most number 2. She had so many number 2 and 3 votes that it pushed her up. I don't understand. I don't understand how that happened, but Kale apparently had the most number 1 votes, but she also had a lot of people that really hated her would be my guess and like ranked her last. It's a whole thing. You can go to her website and read how they got the results. But here's my justification for my cast. I would keep, I know the first one that people are like, how fucking dare you is Amber. But we need to remember, let's all, let's all circle together and remember what's Liz Bentley saying about Teen Mom. We cannot think about the ethics of this show. Teen Mom is an inherently unethical show. We are all participating in child exploitation by watching this show. We, th- that ship has sailed, like, sailed very far. So I understand why people want Amber off the show and think that she shouldn't be on the show and she doesn't deserve to be on the show, and I agree with you. So this is not based on who I think is a good person, my ethical beliefs, or ethics beliefs, probably, I guess, right? It's not based on any of that. This is just based on what I think would make a good show. And the reason that I keep Amber, that although she is boring at times. I find her delusion to be pretty compelling television. I also, and this is a bad thing about me, and I recognize this, guys. Like, I hear myself talking right now, But I like watching her be a bad parent on television. Is that the most fucked up thing I could ever say? Yes, of course. Of course that's fucked up. But like, that's why we're all here, right? Like, that's why we're watching this fucking show. As I talked about, and I don't know if I talked about this on Patreon or the Plathville episode I did on the main feed, but like a natural destruction of a family is incredibly intriguing for me to watch. And Amber gives me that. I like watching Leah reject her. I like watching Amber go off. Is this show terrible for Amber and everyone in her life? Yes. Yes, of course. But I would keep Amber just because I like the Leah-Amber dynamics and what that brings to the show. I think that Amber's unpredictableness is really good for reality television, even if it makes her life terrible. And I also think that Amber, out of all of like the messy original moms from Team Mom OG and Team Mom 2, Amber's the one that's still willing to put it on camera, right? Like, or if not on MTV's camera, like she'll get on fucking Instagram Live and talk about it and then they can play that. Um, As opposed to like Kale. She's really, like, the messiest other one I can think of. Like, Amber lets us see what's going on. And the thing with Amber is she doesn't have a ton going on. And I understand that. But at least what she has going on, we see. And I don't think that can be said about a lot of the other cast members. So that's why I would keep Amber. My next person, Kate. I think that there has to be a... Somebody that's like, you know, like the Chelsea... <laughs> I'm not comparing Kate to Chelsea... But, like, the people that are doing okay, they don't have that much drama, but just enough to watch. And I think Kate and Tyler kind of fill in that sweet spot. Uh, Once again, they're not, like, particularly interesting, but they always have, like, the threat of Butch and April. Um, And just, I think they have just enough drama that they are a good palate cleanser in a way, which feels really wild to say about Kate and Tyler. But I do think that they have, like, reached that. Um, I would, I would be cool with Kate and Tyler saying. So we have Amber, we have Kate. My next version is Jade. I think that's self-explanatory. Uh, I mean, we'll get into it. But this week when her mom was like, drop me off at bingo, I screamed. Like, all I want to see on TV is people that are addicted to bingo. Like, being addicted to gambling via bingo is such an incredible reality TV per- like trait. I, like, that's great. I think that Jade is willing to fucking film. (laughs) Jade is like, yeah, my parents are fist fighting. Do you want to come inside right now? Like, I mean, she'll scream at the cast, but she still lets them in, right? I think that Sean is so unpredictable. Her mom's going to jail. Like, Jade, I just think brings a lot to the table in a way that a lot of the other moms don't. And I can find her very hard to watch at times, but I think would be a good addition to Teen Mom combined. What would we call that? Would we just go back to calling it Teen Mom? Oh, also, apparently in the article it said that like MTV is recognizing that they're so old now, and calling it Teen Mom is a little ridiculous, and so that's why like they want to combine them and create like a new show title. I don't know what they would call it. I I had a baby at as a teen, and now I'm a mom. That's an adult. I I don't know. Okay, so then Ashley, because I think Ashley and Barr have a good storyline. I find them really intriguing. They are messy, but also want to pretend like they're not messy. And I think I always really like it when someone's like trying hard not to be messy. People like Ashley and Barr, I think that they really are not good at that. And they slip up a lot. And so I keep them. Um, And then finally, Brie, because I think that much like Jade or Amber, Brie is willing to like lay it all out on the table, right? Like she will let you film about anything. She's a fucking mess, as we're going to get into it. And yeah, it's not that I particularly like these people, but if I had to choose which storylines I want to continue watching, I would pick them. It's still not going to be a good show. Of, t- <laughs> of course, it's not going to be a good show. Of course. Who do I think MTV would want to stay? I would bet MTV would want most of the original cast to stay. Um, I would imagine that they want Kale, Leah, Amber, Kate, Macy. I like that would be my best guess Um, because people I I see all the time on Reddit that people fast forward through all of the new edition storylines. Like I have always said, I don't really understand fast forwarding through the show because it's so fucking boring anyway. (laughs) Like I don't really understand like watching if you're going to fast forward, like just don't watch like it's not it's not a good enough show to watch some segments and some not confuses me. I like I have done it once or twice, but for the most part, I don't I just I'm like, just don't watch the show. It's not good. I want to talk about why I'm going to cut certain people because I know that people have opinions. Uh, Leah, I am just I like am so fucking sick of Leah. (laughs) I don't know what has happened in the last few months in which I've, like, turned on Leah to the point that I want to, like, scratch her eyes out. Like, I suddenly, and I recognize this, and I'm sure you all recognize this too, but, like, I am so hyped up on not liking Leah right now, and I really am not sure why. I think it really started when I read her book, and then I realized she was, like, really lying in the book, and then she was doing that press tour that, like, proved she was lying in the book, then the cult stuff, and now... And then I was like, whatever. I wasn't really thinking about her. And now I'm seeing her actively lie about this new boyfriend, which we will absolutely get into again, because every fucking episode I'm going to be doing a real timeline versus what they're showing us on this fucking show, because I'm not letting Leah get away with these lies. But I think she's just incredibly boring um, on top. Like, I don't. I get frustrated by her lying, but that's really, like, if she's going to lie a lot in a a fun way, like, keep her on, right? Like, I love a liar on reality TV. I love that shit. I don't, it's not that I care that she lies and that's why I don't want her on my TV. That would actually be, like, bonus for Leah. Like, if I was going through, like, the pros and cons of keeping Leah on, pro would be that she's a fucking compulsive liar. And can't help lying all of the time. And that's fun in a reality TV star. Because then we can be like, you're lying. Your own words prove that you're lying. <laughs> in an interview you did, you're you're proving that you're lying. So it's not that's not the reason I want her cut. I just find her story so dull. For the last couple of seasons like the PSAs that she's been doing with her daughters it's always been those like after school specials how to get insurance what's a period like it's just she's just not compelling TV now will her new boyfriend make her compelling TV again I doubt it I think that they besides like rushing incredibly unless he turns out to be like some crazy scammer or Leah like fucks him over and then he goes crazy like I I just don't foresee the two of them bringing a lot of drama together. I still am suspicious of him because I, I just don't really understand a successful person wanting to be with Leah Messer. I'm sorry, I just don't. Like, a smart, successful person. I don't know. Some people just, like, don't look for smarts in their partner. Even, like, really smart people, like, they don't look for somebody very smart. I think Leah's very nice, probably, which is, like, a point in her favor when you're dating her. I, I just, I don't know. I don't really get, <laughs> don't really get it as far as Leah goes for somebody like this new guy who is, like, highly successful as far as we can tell. I'm not saying I don't get people being with Leah. I get it. She's pretty. She's funny. She's nice. Uh, funny ish, I guess. I don't know. I bet she's, like, funny, uh, funny enough in person. She's nice. She has money. Like, I, I get it. But something about him being so successful, I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. So I just, I don't care for like the way that her story has been portrayed for the last couple seasons. So bye, Leah. Um, Macy, I would celebrate the day that Macy is cut. She's so fucking boring. I never want to watch Macy seen again in my life. And you fucking know MTV is going to keep her. You know MTV is going to keep her because they like to punish us. They punish us. Um, So I'd love to see Macy gone who else would I cut? Kale, I think, is self-explanatory at this point. If Kale wants to come on TV and be real Kale, she can say on my fucking screen, I want the Kale that we're about to talk about from this week to be on Teen Mom 2, but she's not. She won't be on Teen Mom 2. She refuses to show that side of herself. So why would I want to watch it? I I don't understand why MTV is keeping her on a show when she's being so outwardly messy online and then refusing to film about it. It's not, I'm not one of those people that's like, MTV should fire her. She's not filming. If I told my boss I wasn't going to do my job, they'd fire me. Like, it's not that. I just find her like so boring and what she's doing online to be pretty interesting. If I was MTV, it's not like I would be like, how dare you not film about this? I'd just be like, okay, well, if you don't want to film about this, then you better do something else that's just as interesting that we can film about. Um, Because you're fucking boring. You're really boring. uh, Mac McKee, I think we don't have to go over the reasons. I just cannot fucking stand her. I don't think her storyline's that great. I mean, it's okay, I guess. But all things considered, bye. Shy, she's fine. Doesn't need to come on the new show. I think that's everybody, right, that's on these shows. So that's my cast. Let's take a quick break and we'll talk about the drama of the week. Okay, so it's been a week. So earlier this week, a text between Javi and Brie shows up on one of the Teen Mom T, whatever they're called, Instagram accounts. It is clearly, I mean, it's a real text. It's from Javi's phone. And by the time I saw it, it was saying, Kale leaked this. I'm not quite sure, like, how it came about. Like, I, if it was always known that Kale leaked it, whatever. But it's accepted as fact that Kale leaked this text. So, Kale leaked this text. I'll read it. Um, so, she texted Javi I may be going to Delaware to film a podcast with Chris. Maybe we can do dinner or something then. Probably end of February, early March. And he said, yo, yo, man, respectfully, that just sounds like a mess for me to get involved. Whatever you and Kale got going on is between y'all. But my loyalty is to my son's mom. And I don't think us doing dinner after you do a podcast with Chris would, one, be a good look, two, just not how I want to live. She replied, okay, I understand heart emoji. I wasn't going to tell anyone, just keep it a secret so we can catch up, but maybe next time for sure when we all this drama goes away. Have a good day, crazy lip emoji. So obviously everyone's like, Bree's a fucking scumbag. Fuck Bree. She's a stalker. Why would she just hit Javi up out of the blue? She wants to fuck Javi and Chris on the same weekend, blah, blah, blah. Now, I think it's pretty clear that I'm on Brie's side through most of this, but I want to be clear, like, I do not think Brie is innocent in this. (laughs) Like, my big thing is that I just think that Brie knows that this is, like, stupid online trolling drama. And Brie or Kale filing a lawsuit, like, automatically made her a loser to me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're just a fucking loser for that. There's no other way to put it. Like, you're a fucking loser for filing a frivolous lawsuit over something that's not even defamation. So go fuck yourself. And I'm not going to be on your side for any of this. Also, like, there's about to be this big explosion in drama and everyone's like, Brie's such messy. Fuck Bree. She's being so messy. And it's like, none of this drama would have been happening if Kale didn't leak this fucking text message, right? Because she was mad about what she saw on TV. Like, that's why this is happening. Kale likes to pour gasoline all over the fire. And then when it's lit, you know, when Bree strikes the match, Kale is like, I can't, everybody's like, I can't believe Bree would do this. And it's like, Of course you can believe that. Kale knew that this would happen. Kale knew what the results of leaking this text would be. She clearly looked it to look like, to make it look like Brie hit Javi up completely out of the blue. She was fucking desperate. Javi, like, is loyal to Kale, which truly LOL. Like, truly LOL. That is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. I'm loyal to my son's mom. Bitch, since when? When? You fucked another girl in the bathroom while your son's mom was upstairs asleep. Get the fuck out of here. Loyal? Loyal? Javi's a fucking monster, by the way. And this is like all very much going to be laid out. Like Javi is a monster. So this text gets leaked. Of course, everybody's like, Brie is so desperate, blah, blah, blah. So Brie, as she is one to do, gets on. <laughs> Her Insta stories <laughs> and shows that she and Javi had a conversation recently and she writes, this is obviously directed to Kale, stop being a weird cunt. Stop trying to start drama. Javi and I are cool. We spoke about the situation. Stop sneaking into people's accounts and getting information. Javi and I are past the bullshit in the drama. Um. She also says speaks volumes when nobody can ever stand in your corner. mm mm hmm So then Kale comes back and shows that Javi, like, texted her this screenshot, uh, which, by the way, like, you can tell from the timestamps on the screenshot that he took immediately. And Kale writes on her stories, I don't have to hack when it's sent to me on FaceTime so he could see my reaction. Don't accuse people of doing shit they didn't do, or you can be hit with another lawsuit. Go fuck yourself, Kale go fuck yourself. Hit with another, oh my god. I find this infuriating for some reason. Like, Kale using the quirks in this way is just so disgusting. Um. He also said, she also posted, this man literally told me to keep it in my back pocket in front of Bone. She's friends with her friend Bone again. Oh, gosh, so Bree decided to then put more texts out there with Javi that show that, like, this wasn't a random text to Javi. Like, she's in Philly, like, fucking around with Chris, and then she wants to go fuck around with Javi, just, to, like, get back at Kale. My thing when I first saw that text, I was like, am I supposed to be upset that Bree's sitting up her ex-boyfriend? Like, Javi isn't just a random person. Like, who cares? Javi, she's fucked Javi for a while, <laughs> her and Javi were fucking for a while they got matching tattoos like it's not a big deal to me that she's hitting up Javi I don't do I think that like Kill or Brie likes the drama from that sure sure but I also think that it's for me at least I'm like well yeah that's her ex-boyfriend I don't really care she puts out a ton of texts basically showing that um Javi is like fully fully um into hanging out with her. (laughs) She replied, so when he said, like, I I need to protect myself, she replied, which, of course, we don't see in the reply. She replies, that's great. Protect your peace for real at all costs. No show, no money, no dude. Nothing is worth more than your peace. And he says, uh, well, maybe he said that to her. I don't know, but that's there. And Bree says, I'm learning that for sure. Um, He says, Good. Good for you. I'm in Miami all the time doing shit. Who knows? You may cross paths again one day. <laughs> so after he's like, I'm loyal to my son's mom, a minute later, he's like, well, you know, I come to Miami all the time. She replies, for sure. I'd love for us to catch up. Maybe dinner. Hit me up whenever you're around and I will make time. He says, yeah, definitely. If you ever want to go visit Philly and be a tourist, I think it's right around the corner for me. LOL. She says, for sure. Um, then they kind of start going back and forth, like, with memories, and uh, she posts some, like, like, they're basically flirty, almost sexy, like, tell me what you remember, what's the best thing you remember about me, like, doing that type of stuff. So, like, clearly, Javi sends this to Kale, because he wants to, I don't know, make Kale happy with this drama, and, like, prove to her that he's on her side with when it comes to Brie. But then he just responds to Brie and is like, yeah, I, I do want to fuck you, actually. We can fuck in Miami. And then actually you can also come to Philly and we can fuck there. <laughs> is such a dog. So he texts Brie after she posts this and he says, wow, you posted our entire convo. Whatever you got with Kale is nothing to do with me, but all good. I should have known better. She's like, you sent her our text, weirdo. Only half of them, not even anything, saying I'm wilding. The only reason she's LOL, the only reason you said no to hanging out was because I mentioned Chris's name, because before that you said he was down to hang out. I don't want to drag you in this, but my name is not about to be dragged again. Hell nah. L-M-A-O. So I don't know if those texts actually came. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I apologize. Those sex happened, I think, beforehand. Like, those sex where they were talking about flirting and wanting to fuck and all of that. And so when he was like, yeah, hit me up when you're in Philly. So she was going to Philly, and so she hit him up. <laughs> like, they had been texting not that long beforehand. He said, hit me up when you're in Philly. So she's going to Philly, and she says, hey, I'm going to Philly. And then Javi's is like how dare you hit me up he's a snake he's a fucking snake and then to like get on FaceTime to watch Kale's reaction to this it's sick and once again like I want to remind everyone none of this would be happening none of these texts would be out if Kale just never leaked these texts so then of course this kicks off like a million things I need to pull them up they're not on my Instagram because I just like couldn't I couldn't post all of it. I couldn't keep up with it. So just something to note around the same time, people were noticing that in the episode, Chris is wearing a shirt that Brie is seen wearing in Orlando. Whatever that would mean. It's just part of this. Around this time that all this drama is going on, uh, information about their lawsuit comes out and essentially it gets really clickbaited. baited. Uh, it gets posted like Brie takes out a restraining order against Kale. That's not what happened. They've had depositions as part of Discovery. I'm genuinely shocked they moved on to Discovery. I really thought this would get dismissed, but I guess we're going to Discovery. I cannot imagine how much money they've spent on this already. But they had depositions, and basically the way depositions work is that there's no judge there, and the attorneys question you, and your attorney is allowed to, like, object for the record um, so that later a judge can decide if it can be admitted or not, basically, and during, uh, during Kale's deposition, sh- uh, Bree's attorney asked Kale some questions that Kale's attorney asked be kept off the deposition transcript, like kept private, because deposition transcripts are public record. They're part of the court case. And Kale's attorney didn't want whatever this was to go uh, like on the public record. Uh, Bree's attorneys agreed. Fine. Move on. Then during Breeze, they were asking her about her sex life, and Bree's attorney objected and then also asked for Kale's attorney to agree that that wouldn't go on the transcripts, similar to how they didn't include stuff from Kale on the transcripts. Kale's attorneys would not agree, and now Bree's attorney is asking that there basically be a, like, protection order filed regarding these specific questions in the deposition. It truly has nothing to do with Kale or Bree's behavior and I keep seeing it get posts like Bree took out a restraining order on or protective order against Kale, but it really is more just that Bree's attorney doesn't think that Kale and her, Kale's attorney should be able to ask Bree about her sex life and if they do ask about it it shouldn't be public record. I totally agree with that. I have to say I saw that and was like so was the whole point of this lawsuit for Kale to get Brie on record about fucking Chris, because I almost think that, that like, I saw that. I was like, so she just wanted Brie to admit on record that she fucked Chris, right? Like, that's what this is. That's what it feels like to me, at least. It's so, they're sick. They're sick in the head. Um. So, yeah, that also happened, like, in the midst of all this. So, <laughs> Brie gets on Twitter, as she does, while this is all happening, and... <laughs> she starts replying to some tweets somebody texted her or tweeted her javi didn't want to be involved in any drama but yet sent kale those text messages eyes eye rolls and bruce says javi is a snake in the grass they're made for each other it's crazy because javi said so much shit about that poor girl and her kids to me that is shocking but i would never blast that info because it'll do real damage i'm not a spiteful person he's not loyal never will be I mean, first of all, Brie, LOL, not a spiteful person. Yes, you are. Uh, You absolutely are. I also don't love, like, he talks shit on her kids. I'm not going to say it, but, like, he did. And I don't love her including that. I really don't. But this is what she said. So she also tweets, if I really wanted her sloppy seconds, I could literally have both of them at the same time. But I don't want any of them. Chris is such a cool person. Y'all need to leave him alone. If I really wanted to slut it out, I could have had her father eating my ass. (laughs) LOL, life is so goddamn short. Stop being a weirdo and worrying about other people's sex lives. But speaking of sex, it's almost going to be a year. I'm starting to lose my taste buds. Uh, somebody, I guess, asked her about Joe. So she said, uh, LMAO, Joe is happily married via fire. He's the only one who actually won. <laughs> somebody replied, Yeah, via bomb. Joe stays out of the way. Smart guy of him. Brie responds, for real, I remember Javi, myself, my sister, and Joe went out to lunch years ago during a reunion, and these two men trash that poor girl like it was nothing. I can't respect her if nobody else in her fam can. Okay, that was mean. Uh, she also said, stop viewing people like they are your property. That self-entitlement is corny. God don't like ugly. Karma will do her thing soon enough. And then a bunch of tomato emojis. Um, If you don't know, like on Twi- or TikTok, there's a trend that's like boo, corny, tomato, tomato, throwing tomatoes. Um, okay. Obviously, we need to talk about <laughs> her tweeting that uh, she could make her dad, Kale's dad, eat her ass. That's so funny to me. People got so enraged about this. And to that, I say, like, if you can't see how funny that is, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's a funny tweet. Threatening to fuck someone's parent is almost always funny. Um, including the ass eating of it all is funnier. It, it Kale's dad of all people makes it the funniest. Like this, I'm sorry, that's just funny. Everybody on Reddit was like, she is vulgar. How disgusting. And look, we all have different senses of humor. I get it. If it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But I see that and think that's so fucking funny. Brie is a troll. She's trolling and it gets under Kale's skin. She trolls Kale really well. Really well. Now, should she be trolling Kale? No. Probably not. Should she be tweeting any of this? No, of course not. Of course she should be the bigger person and stay out of it. But let's go back to what I said at the beginning. Kale's the one that filed a false frivolous fucking lawsuit against her which is bullshit threaten more lawsuits during this day and leak the fucking text which is why there is this drama if Kill never filed a lawsuit if Kill never leaked these texts this wouldn't be happening is it weird for brie to fuck two of Kill's exes yes of course it is of course it is do i get why Kale's is like what the fuck of course i do is some of the stuff that Brie does to Kale like truly very mean? Yes. <laughs> Sending you a treadmill to Kale's house was disgusting. That we've talked about that, right? That Brie sent Kale a treadmill to her house. That's so fucking mean. That's so like next level cruel. Brie also was posting the other day like, I'm giving away free treadmills. Like, that's so gross. Like, Brie, stop. I'm not saying what Brie is doing is right. But my thing is, is that Kale fully participates in this, but then acts like she doesn't and that she's the victim. And Brie knows that this is like fucking stupid drama that is for entertainment. And it's just like dumb online shit. And that this doesn't actually impact their lives. And that's why I'm on Brie's side. Like Brie, keeps like, Bree seems to have an understanding of like how dumb this all is, basically. And Kale takes this so deadly serious. And like, how the fuck are you going to file a defamation lawsuit against someone and then still be participating in online fights against them? Like truly throwing tomatoes at that. Like, uh, get the fuck out of here. If you are suing someone for defamation, why the fuck are you leaking screenshots to Teen Mom Instagram pages to create more drama? you're asking for it. You are full on asking for it. You started this. You may have not started it initially, even though I kind of think she did. Bree may have been shitty to have Chris on the show and go on his podcast. By the way, Kale didn't care when DeVoyne went on her podcast. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's totally different. Devoin brought his girlfriend. Kale wasn't trying to fuck him. And it's like, yeah, but she still did it exclusively to make Bree upset. Like, what do you... Like, she did that to upset Brie. That's it. She didn't do that because she wants to be friends with Devoin. She didn't do that because she wants to give Devine a platform. She did that to fuck with Brie. And this is Kale. Kale dishes it, but she cannot take it in a way that drives me insane. And Bree can take it. I mean... Like, is she a little bitch about it? Yeah, in a lot of ways. Do I believe Bree's really going to, like, try and fight Kale? Do I think that the way that the fight went down at the reunion years ago is right? No. Like, I'm not saying that Brie is like some hard ass, but what I'm saying is that Brie understands what this all is in a way that Kale does not. In the real life extent that Kale is taking this to, costing both of them tens of thousands of dollars to play out their petty bullshit in court is just so fucking lame. And how dare you bring a lawsuit against someone and then continue to engage in the same fucking bullshit that got you there in the first place? What is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with Kale's head that she behaves this way? I, I also think, like, I understand all of Brie's behavior. I don't like it, but I understand it, right? Like, I think it's totally reasonable for Kale to be hurt by a lot of the stuff that Brie does. It's reasonable that she's hurt that Brie has possibly fucked two of her exes. I still don't know if Brie fucked Chris. I mean, probably would be my guess. Um, They could just be friends, but they, who fucking knows, right? Like, they probably had sex. But... When it comes to Kale's motivations, I don't understand. I do not understand the motivation behind this defamation lawsuit. And then I do not understand when you're already in the midst of a bullshit lawsuit that you continue to get engage in this stuff. Oh, it just drives me nuts. Um, Bree also said, Okay, guys, for real. I am done talking about everything that's going on. LOL, I'm tired as fuck. Screenshot this and remind me just in case I forget I said that. LOL. I can't wait for this lawsuit to be over. Let me tell you guys, it's been a very interesting experience, but I'm so over these legal terms. It hurts my brain. Speak English, please. I'll make a promise to y'all. I'll never speak about clown. Associate myself with anyone involved with clown. For real, for real. Hold me accountable, Please. The people who run my account will post a final statement that I made regarding this whole situation. Once it's posted, I'll never speak about this again. Now, of course, that's not true. Of course, of course, she's going to. Of course, (laughs) she's going to. Of course. Of course, she's going to talk about it again. But, like, do do you see the difference in, like... The way that Brie is posting, it's cruel, it's fucked up, but, like, it's fair game level, in my opinion, where Kale, I just, it just drives me nuts. So this is what Brie said, and when she said the people who run my account, she means those clickbait sites, because this is obviously posted to a clickbait site. This is, like, an, an insane statement. Calen Lowry has continued to talk about me, both suggestively and directly, on social media. Since she sued me months ago, I've mostly kept quiet aside from times I felt I had to respond. While she went ahead and filed this ridiculously frivolous lawsuit against me and has continued to pursue it to the full extent, I've continued to take the high road. Before I get into more of what needs to be said, let's review some pertinent items in regards to critics who say I don't take the high road. Kale started with me first for dating Javi. I was never her friend before the show. I hardly knew her. I didn't break girl code. It's also funny she wants to drag me as a person when if you look at her history, there's tons of questionable things along the way. For starters, look at her track record of friendships. How many friends has she lost along the way? Dominique, Mark, Becky, Flip Flopper, Javi, just to name a few. Kale likes to use people for what she needs in the moment and then dump them. The only friends she currently has in her life are ones on her payroll. Unless we mention her relationships with the significant others of her exes. Just a few months ago, she was on here bashing Lauren... Kamu, I don't know how to say her last name, Javi's other baby mama along with Javi until he flipped again. Did Lauren deserve that? Brie told us no. This is like the way, it's not just like Brie giving a written statement. Supposedly, they're acting like it was an interview. Then there's Joe's wife, V. Kale dragged her through the years, even going as far as To out her on national television for something as non significant as smoking marijuana, only for hypocrite Kale to go ahead and later start a business which would ultimately go defunct called Pothead Hair Care. Aside from just the marijuana, Kale's had numerous issues with V and Joe, and even though her and V do a podcast together, it's clear things are not copacetic 24 7. This is all sadly a pattern of behavior she continues to cycle through. Use people until she no longer needed them and drag people through the mud. I refuse to be a victim of her abuse any longer, though, and will not stay silent. Might I suggest she try working out with that therapist she pays? <laughs> or maybe she should find a new therapist, as I don't think this one is working. While I could sue her for actions and continue lies about me, my lawyer and I believe in the First Amendment. If she wants to continue to make a complete asshole out of herself, we will let her, and she can be judged in the court of public opinion. The public can see who she is for themselves and can make their own judgment based on... Uh, based on just that, just like the public has judged her for other things, such as the way of her recent PPP loan. <laughs> when I said I wish we could talk this out as adults on the team mom family reunion, I meant it. But sadly, I don't think Kalen will ever be in that place. will be. K- Kalen is in that place, nor will ever be. And that's that. <laughs> OK, obviously, Bree's not taking the hybrid, right? Obviously. Is everything else Bree said in that statement True. Yeah. um, I saw a lot of people be like, this proves that Brie reads Reddit. Like, she's a fucking stalker. Why does she know all about that, about that, about Brie's life? Guys, if we know about it, the cast knows about it. Like, it actually makes more sense for Brie to know about this stuff, considering she's on the television show with Kale than for us. Um, my Also, my other thing is they're always talking about how the cast members are, like, coming to Reddit, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they are, but I think people forget the sheer amount of information that is sent to the moms via Twitter and DMs on Instagram. Like, I'm sure Brie doesn't really need to actively seek out any information about Kale. She's sent it. Or she follows, like, one or two of the T-Mom gossip accounts that post all of the shit. It's all the same shit. So... <laughs> is brie like get out of here brie you didn't take the high road shut the fuck up shut the fuck up you did not take the high road but she's right it's a frivolous lawsuit it's fucking bullshit kale's had problems with everybody in her life and she can go fuck herself okay so that is kind of like the end of the brie and kale of it all and then this happened which like really really in my opinion like I don't know why this set me off, but I found this to be so cruel and unnecessary. So Bone decides that night to get on Instagram stories. Anyone that knows Kale Lowry knows she loves hard, which, by the way, loves hard. That's like something a 17-year-old says about their abusive relationship. Like, we love hard or we fight hard, but we love harder. Get out of here. Knows she loves hard. Sometimes it gets her into some shit. But over the years, she has learned to turn it into one of her strengths. The amount of abuse she has endured from her baby daddies would fuck anyone up. The things I've heard Javi say to her, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. The things Chris has done, unspeakable. Yet y'all sit here and try to make her the bad guy? Where? I thought we lived in a time where women supported women. (laughs) This is very Ramona Singer vibes. Um, I thought we lived in a time where women supported women and where we hold abusers accountable. Mm, But Kale's an abuser, too. Y'all are sick. She's raised four amazing sons. And if anyone has shit to say about those kids, you can fucking come see me about it. If you have the privilege of knowing Kale as a true friend and not your paycheck, you would know her heart. Just goes to show they are all speaking out of their gaping assholes. Okay. And you will never know her like actual friends do. That's your punishment. Our punishment is that we won't know Kale the way her friends do. <laughs> That's, first of all, so fucking funny to me. It's so funny. (laughs) I don't want to know Kale that way, honey. I pass. Hard pass. Hard pass for me. Okay. Then her next story. And Javi, please don't ever speak about these kids after what you said about your own. Then she asks Lauren, let me know if you'd like to know what he said. I better never hear that you're talking about these kids again. Next time I'll solve this problem with some fucking violence. Uh, in the next one, and Javi, please don't let me expose how, how you, and expose you and how inappropriate you are to her. And don't ever come at me saying I'm fighting her battles, okay? And I'll fight the Dothraki for that bitch. Don't play me. I guess that's a Game of Thrones reference. Something about tagging Lauren in this is so fucked up to me. First of all, that statement is fucking crazy, I thought women were supposed to support women. Like, are you out of your fucking skull? What are you talking about? Bethany, you don't support other women. That's what she sounds like. Like, (laughs) I, what a thing to type out when it comes to Kale Lowry, of all people, to say that our punishment is not knowing her, to say that, like, we're supposed to support victims of abuse and we know that Kale's physically abusive to her partners. It's just out here. And also, like, the other thing. So Brie, Kale, Javi, they all get paid to do this on the television show Teen Mom 2, right? Like, all engagement on their tweets, on their Instagrams, like, give them more money as influencers. To a big extent, I don't care so much about any of them, like, just being disgusting towards one another, right? Like... They're all to a certain level. Like this is their job, and I understand that. And I that's why I hate that Kale brought the lawsuit, right? Because it's like going real life in a way that's so unnecessary and gross. Bone doesn't get paid for this. She's just well, I mean, unless Kale pays her. I mean, maybe Kale does pay her. I don't know, but she's just doing this just to do it in a way that I just I think is so ugh. Now. Bree was the first one to mention that Javi talked shit on Kale's kids. And Brie shouldn't have done that. Full stop. But then for Bone to get on Instagram and tag Lauren, who since Lauren and Javi had that terrible fight last year. If you remember, Princess and I did an episode on it. And we talked about how Javi had like entered Lauren's home. He refused to leave and she attacked him in some manner. Um, I think she wasn't end up. She wasn't end up charged with anything. But it was a really bad look. And I remember Princess and I being like, Lauren needs to figure out a way to extract herself from this because she's going to get in real trouble. Like, if this is the way that her and Javi's relationship is, like, you can only attack someone even if you're being provoked so many times before you have, like, a record. Like, you get a charge on your record for Javi. And we were saying, like, we really hope that she can figure out a way to, like, change her behavior so that this doesn't happen again. And that was last summer. I remember summer because I re- recorded the episode at the beach. Um, Like, so it was probably July-ish or August. And that, that was really bad. But since then, we have not heard a peep from Lauren. Lauren has totally stayed out of everything. Publicly, she's not engaging with any of this. And in my opinion, like that shows that she made some changes. Now, is it possible that Lauren and Javier are still going at it and doing whatever like offline? Of course. But I personally think like if you're able to, if you were doing this really publicly, right, and then you're able to extract yourself from the public aspect of it and keep it all very private, that's growth to an extent. I mean, I hope that her private life reflects the public life. Um, I don't, obviously, I don't know. I I really hope it does. But at least she's learned to keep it offline. And so for Bone to drag Lauren into this, she doesn't want to be involved in this. And, like, yeah, Brie mentioned her, but Brie didn't tag her. Like, and it was just in the context of, like, Kale was fucking around with Lauren last year. Like, fucking with her. Uh, not, like, having sex with her. Like, fucking with her life If it was, like, just that. Like, I think that's fine. If Bone had just been like, and the way that you treat Lauren and her kids is bullshit, fine. But tagging Lauren and being like, do you want to know what your son's father says about your son is so mean. It's so mean spirited in a way that like Lauren doesn't deserve as far as we know. Like, that's so it's so unfair. It's so cruel. Um Here's the thing. If you have a baby with Javi, and first of all, if you've heard him talking shit about other kids, which apparently is something he does, um, you can't be so shocked when he talks about his own kid, right? Like, if you're willing to talk shit on any child, like, real talk shit, real talk shit. I mean, of course, we've all said that kid is bad, that kid is annoying, but, like, really talk shit on kids, that it's a regular thing that you've done with multiple people, like, that says something about you. And if you're willing to do it about your son's brothers, like, that says something even bigger about you. You're willing to do it about your own kid? Like, but if you are Lauren, like, let's, I'm giving Lauren the benefit of the doubt here. I may be wrong, but I'm going to give Lauren the benefit of the doubt that she has actually made changes in her life. So she knows who Javi is, right? Like, she knows how he is. She knows who he is. And when you are trying to make things work amicably, like co-parenting, whatever, with somebody like Javi, you probably establish certain boundaries and you just kind of deal with it. And, like, you don't want to know what Javi is saying about your kid. You guys know I'm a big believer in talking shit behind people's backs. Like, I don't like to bring Lauren into this and be like, your son's father saying mean things about him when Lauren didn't ask for this information is so unfair I mean, I saw some people being like, well, if I was Lauren, I would want to know, but I don't think I would unless it could help me like in a court case. I don't want to know. I just know how Javi is and like I know what I have to do to like raise a healthy son despite Javi being his father. Like I I know what has to be done. I don't need the specifics of Javi being a fucking asshole and like being dragged into Kale's drama again when she has made like this conscious effort to stay out of it. It's just so fucked up. Like, fuck you, Bone. And that's kind of where we are. So, you know, in conclusion, I'm on Bree's side just because I find Kale's actions so egregious, like so egregious, the lawsuit and then continuing to fight online that I'm like, yeah, I'm on Bree's side. I mean, we could be team no one in a lot of these, like, fights and the certain things Brie's saying, like, I'm not supporting that. I'm not endorsing that. But My point is, is that Brie, Brie has kept this just dumb and messy, right? And Kale has brought this to a real life level that is inexcusable. Also, if these two idiots had a lick of sense, a lick of sense, they would be teaming up to take down Javi (laughs) because Javi is a fucking monster here. Javi is such an asshole. Oh, my God. He also deleted his Instagram in this process because, of course, he's mad at Kale for leaking this stuff. Oh God, it's just, it's just a mess. Um, yeah, that's the big drama. Oh my God, I talked about this for almost an hour. (laughs) We still have to talk about this fucking episode, but not that much happened on the episode. So let's get into that. Let's start quickly with Leah. Um, Leah lets us know that she's going on a date for brunch with Jalen. You know, it's the second time or the third time they've ever hung out. A listener, thank you kind listener, let me know that Leah went on Ashley's podcast this week. I feel like nobody ever picks up information about Ashley's podcast, but apparently Leah was on there. She said that her and Jalen have been together for over a year at this point. Excuse me? How is that possible? Because you've already given the timeline to us and you started dating in August and you met for the first time in July. Okay, okay, sure. You've been together for over a year now. Leah stop lying of course the kids are obsessed with him he's moved to West Virginia um and they're moving in together soon because they're together all the time anyway duh of course Leah is living with this guy less than a year in god forbid god forbid she wouldn't um she also said that they want to get married and have a kid (laughs) of course they do of course they do Oh, gosh. Leah's never going to learn. She's just never going to learn. But, you know, guys, don't forget, Leah really protects her heart. She really is scared of opening up to people and trusting people. <laughs> there is some non-jailing news in this episode, though. Um, Her dad has gotten arrested. I guess he's back in the West Virginia area, and he called Leah, and Leah's like, well, what do you want me to do? And he wants her to bail him out, and she's like, no, go fuck yourself. She's had it up to here with him. She's not interested in a relationship with him. I think she sounded really healthy the way she was talking about her dad. Um, Victoria calls her crying and Victoria's like, I just, he was upset. I'm upset. And Leah's like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. I thought that was an interesting dynamic. Um, I think that's a real dynamic between siblings where they have a different perspective on like an abusive parent and how they deal with it. And it was nice to see it on TV in some ways. Leah lets... Victoria know that she is uninterested in supporting their father in any way they used together, they enabled each other, and her dad has to deal with his consequences. And I was like, good for you, Leah. Uh, On the brunch date, of course, we're playing pretend. She's like showing him pictures of the kids. Just for timeline's sake, Leah now in March 2022 is saying she's been with this guy for over a year. And this is filmed in July or August 2021, just for just for timeline's sake. That's where we are, just so everybody knows. Leah did look really pretty. I really liked her outfit, and I'm used to her brown hair now. Um, So Leah, they're talking about the kids. She's, like, showing them the kids. She's like, and this is Addie. I'm like, okay, you already gave an interview letting us know that Jalen met Addie on the first time you had a date. Jalen has met Addie at this point. He's met all of the children at this point. Oh, it's just such horse shit. It's just complete and utter horse shit. Um, They're talking about how he wants kids. He's 25. He looks young. Like, I think on Instagram he looks older and he's almost always wearing sunglasses. I guess that's his thing. Uh, But on the show without sunglasses, like, he looks very young. He's cute. I just don't really get it. I don't really get what he sees in a future, in a long-term relationship with Leah. Like I said, I get why people like her. I'm not saying that Leah deserves to be single and that no man should be with her because she has kids or her history or any of that. I don't believe that at all. I just don't really get Jalen, like, attaching himself to somebody with, like, career ambitions and he's going to be getting a PhD in Georgia Why he's attaching himself to someone that has to be living in West Virginia for the next 10 years. Well, I guess probably not that long. Jeremy would let her move with Addie. And the twins are, like, 12 already. But, like, I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Okay, that's it for Leah. Let's talk about Ashley. So, Shen is back. Oh, I love to see Shen. Miss Shen. Our girl looked good. <laughs> so, Barr is taking Holly to go see Shen and Ashley isn't coming. Uh Ashley goes to meet up with her mom for lunch. And her mom's like, so what's the saddest with Barr? And Bree's like... Or uh, Bray. Ashley's like, what do you mean, what's the status? And he's like, well, are you together? And Ashley's like, no, of course we're not together. You know that. And he's like, well, what's different this time than last time? Like, you're always doing this. And Ashley's like, well, maybe it's not different. But we're not together. Um, They talk about the fact that Barr is still living in the house because I forgot about this. They paid for a year's worth of rent up front, which is a ton of money. Um, And she feels like she can't really make Barr leave because he paid a year's worth of rent with her. I wonder how much he actually paid towards that. But I understand that. I mean, I think Ashley probably has a decent amount of money at this point from the show. She always talks about how rich her parents are. Like, can she get her dad um, that she always brags about how rich she is? She can she get her dad to like, write bar check for whatever the prorated amount for the rest of the year? You know, like, here's your half of the six months that's left on this lease. Like, That seems like it would be an okay option. Uh, She is telling T that, like, she just wants things to be, like, amicable and okay. And T's like, you need to divorce (laughs) him. And Ashley in her talking head is like, you know, I just haven't considered divorce yet because I feel like that's a really harsh word. I'm like, girl, (laughs) it is, which is why you don't get married willy-nilly, because then you have to get a fucking divorce. (laughs) Oh, Ashley, 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 you silly girl. She, I just, I don't understand her motivations. I saw a bunch of people online speculating that the reason they got married is because Ashley doesn't want to have to testify against him and the the gun charge thing. And like, I guess that could be a reason. I think I touched on that last week as like possibly being a reason. I don't think Barr and Ashley think ahead like that. Like, I'm not saying they didn't know that's a thing, but like, I don't think they sit around and they're like, okay, I'm going to be called to testify in this case. And so I we should get married and I won't have to do that. I don't know. That seems like too much planning for the two of them, considering all of the bad and impulsive decisions they make. I still am so confused as to why they got married. They still have not given any sort of explanation. They're such a mess. Um, Bar gets to Ohio and like, It's very weird. He's, like, crying, seeing his family, and then Shen is, like, how is everything? And he's, like, mom, mom, I don't want to do this on camera. I don't want to do this on camera. He's, like, kind of melting down. I think he was fucked up, honestly. Like, I think, I think Barr is, like, fucked up a lot of this trip. He doesn't, he doesn't look right. Um, I wonder if he maybe got, like, real drunk on the plane and then kind of had a meltdown when he got to his mom's. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if seeing his mom just, like, triggers him immediately I really wouldn't be surprised I mean Shen's incredibly triggering and just like being with her and his family I know for a lot of people like as soon as they walk into the house it's just like completely on edge so he's like no cameras I don't want to do this on camera I don't want to do this on camera and a producer steps in is like being like you had a hard year a lot's going on basically trying to convince him to talk on camera but he's not interested so I guess he gets some sleep he and Shen decide to talk the next day. He's I think he's drunk in this scene. He's like shaking, or maybe he's just really hungover. He he's shaking in this scene. It's not good. Oh gosh. Um, oh, and that night I want to touch on this. He said, I try not to be a defect in everyone's life. I try my best and it doesn't work. That made me really sad. I Spar is just such a classic alcoholic addict. It's really really sad. I think that bar, I think that bar probably is a good person who has dealt a terrible hand in life. I mean, imagine Shen being your mom. Just imagine it. And I think that he probably does want to do better, but he doesn't have the tools to do better. He doesn't know how to admit that he needs help. It's really, it's sad. But I that, like, upset me. I think, though, he was probably loaded and just couldn't, like, he just couldn't deal at the moment. So Shen, they go to talk, or Shen and uh, Barr talk, and they're talking about being married and how serious it is. And then a little later, they're talking about the court case. And Shen's like, so did you get everything figured out? And he's like, well, I was supposed to turn myself in, but I couldn't that day. So I'm in November, I'm going to do two weeks, and then that's over. And Shen's like, oh, so everything is done? And Barr's like, well, no. Um, He says... (laughs) A bunch of stuff, he says, the grad party happened. They're finally, like, addressing it head on. And he says, a bunch of stuff happened and I ended up having to fire my gun. It wasn't the best decision. I probably could have made a better decision. (laughs) And Shen's like, yeah. Imagine your child being like, and I I had to fire my gun. Like, I had to. And you're just like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that makes sense. Oh my God. I mean, she has a child in jail for murder. Like for Shen this is normal life, which is like why it makes me sad for Barr. Like a ima- like it's very sad to me that Barr is a person that wants to be better and wants to do better. And then he's sitting here talking to his mom and you're seeing Shen and how terrible she is, and you're hearing a kid being like, and I had to fire my gun, and their mom not saying anything about it. It's like, well, that explains a lot, right? Like I can't imagine telling one of my parents and I had to fire my gun. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do you have a gun? And even like my dad, who's like pro guns, would be like, why would you have a handgun on you? Like, why did Barr have a gun on him at all? Like, why? It's just sad. Uh, Shen asks what the worst and best case scenarios are for his legal situations. And Barr says best case scenario is that it gets dropped. In worst case scenarios, that he'll be facing three years. So I guess he got hit with a felony. Oh, bar. What a mess. All right, let's talk about Jade. So Sean is in treatment and poor little Chloe is having a dental emergency. She has an exposed nerve. Um, They have to take her to the dentist. She's never been to the dentist before. I've seen a lot online of shit talking her for not bringing Chloe to the dentist. Chloe is four, I think, in this episode. I don't know. Then I saw some people say it's okay. I don't know shit about pediatric dentary. Dentary is not a word. Dentistry. Pediatric dentistry. I don't know anything about it. I asked what, when you start taking your kid to the doctor or, so, or dentist, some people said one year, some people said two, some people said three. So, yeah, I, I don't really know. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Jade was neglectful to her teeth. <laughs> But I don't know if I'm judging this, especially, like, with COVID and, eh, you know. So, poor little Chloe is, like, terrified. And it is, they walk into the office and Chloe goes, are we at home? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's kind of a weird thing for a four-year-old to ask, right? Like, I was just with my nephew last week and he's turning five and I can't imagine him asking that question when we're clearly not at the house. Okay, yeah. She's actually only like, three months younger than my nephew. It was just kind of weird. I was like, okay. She's cute, though. Little Chloe is cute. It made me laugh, but Jade was like, what? No. She's probably just in pain and tired. Little baby. Ugh. Felt horrible for her. She says, I'm so nervous. (laughs) It made me, like, really, really... First of all, I thought it was I know I was just being like, it's weird that the three-year-old asked if they were at their house, but that actually, I think, is quite emotionally intelligent for a four-year-old to ask, or four-year-old to say. Like, I'm feeling nervous. That's like a, a pretty mature feeling, being ever able to identify nerves in the moment. Um, And basically, they're not able to do anything because Chloe is rightfully, understandably, flipping the fuck out. I was reading that like part of the reason you start taking a baby to a dentist young is so that they get used to the dentist and they just like for the first couple of years just kind of like poke around in their mouth. And that makes a lot of sense to me because then if your child does have like a dental emergency when they're four or five, they they're they already have been to the dentist. It's not the first time they're going to the dentist and they have to get something like very serious done. Uh, that would be really fucking scary. It's probably scary enough even if you've been to the dentist. But when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, getting a kid used to the situation. So poor little Chloe flipped out. It, this is just like a normal dentist's office. And they're like, we can't do this here. We're not going to hold her down, like, physically hold her down as, like, we numb her. You have to take her to a pediatric dentist, which I think makes total sense, right? They just probably are not equipped to, like deal with a child like flipping out. Remember when Aubrey like had a fucking meltdown at the eye doctor? (laughs) I imagined it was similar to that. So Jade has an aunt that like, I guess, helps her a lot of stuff. Her aunt was able to get Chloe into a uh, pediatric dentist the next day, which is great. So Jade lets us know that even though she's not getting along with her mom, it's really important for her to have Chloe to have her mom in her life Jade needs to go to therapy. Honestly, Jade needs to go to therapy. And I think that this is such a common problem for people who have contentious relationships with their parents. I do not blame Jade for this. I also try and remember that Jade is what, 25? If that like Jade's pretty young still. Um, she's still kind of working out like a how to go low or no contact with your abusive parents. Um, but I would love to see Jade go to therapy and work with a therapist to understand that it's okay for Chloe not to have an abusive person in, in her life. And even if Chloe and Jade or Chloe and Christy have a good relationship, all of the negativity that Christy creates for Jade hurts Chloe. And I think a lot of parents miss that. I know my parents miss that uh, when it came to my grandmother. <laughs> People feel this immense social pressure to have their kids have a relationship with their grandparent and people do it at the expense of themselves. And I think that this is an incredibly common problem. It's really hard to navigate, uh, especially if someone is like being a pretty good grandparent to the child. That I question with Christy. They act like Christy is fine around Chloe. I, to that I say, huh? I that does, I don't really believe that. That doesn't pass the sniff test to me, but fine. I I get it. I get The position Jade is in. Jade also, like, doesn't have Sean there. She, like, physically needs the support. But the way that she is when she's with her parents, she gets so triggered the minute her mom comes around. Then they're screaming at each other, like, how is that good for Chloe? If you, like, if you really want Chloe to have a relationship with your mom and you trust your mom to be alone with her, like, invite your mom over while you go run errands. And then when you leave, she leaves. Or when you come back, she leaves. I just... I I think uh, Jade needs somebody to give her permission to, like, fully cut Christy out or, like, go very low contact with her. I think Jade feels indebted for this, like, ideal type of relationship. I also think Jade is very close with her grandmother. We haven't seen her grandmother in a while, but I think her grandmother really raised her. So I understand, like, wanting to replicate that, but... You can't replicate that, right? Like, you can't if your mom is an addict. And if your mom, even if she's not using drugs, like, clearly stuff is going on with Chrissy. She, even if Chrissy is sober, she seemingly is unreliable. She's mean. She's spiteful. Like, she's just not a good presence for Chloe. And I hope that Jade is one day able to see that and not subject Chloe to this dysfunctional relationship. But I don't think Jade is breaking many cycles. I think Jade is probably doing a significantly better job with Chloe than her mom did with her. And hopefully Chloe will grow up and get therapy (laughs) and really work on herself. So when she has kids, those kids will get a fair shot. I I think Jade is not that interested in like doing the work for herself. So she calls Chrissy and Chrissy's like, yeah, we'll come. Uh, She's talking to her friend about it. The one that was on the reunion with her, that I swear to God, I never see them flash her name across the screen. I just don't know what her name is. (laughs) They I swear they just don't flash it across the screen unless I'm like looking down and don't see it. So she's like, Well, you know, I need somebody there. And her friend is like, Yeah. Chrissy, like, wants Chloe to see her as the best grandma. So she does really good when Chloe's there. And like, once again, to that I say, What? Remember when They were, like, two hours late coming to her graduation with Chloe. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, they're on the way to the dentist, and her mom is sitting in the front seat, and she, like, puts a drink down, and Jade is like, don't put that there. It's going to spill. A minute later, it spills. So, they're fighting. They're mad at each other, of course. Um, Chloe goes in the dentist. It goes okay. The dentist says that Chloe will need to get surgery. She's going to have to be put under. Apparently, the dentist said that, like, even though they're brushing Chloe's Teeth, well, she eats like these hard candies that just like get stuck in her teeth that brushing doesn't even take care of. And I was like, oh God. Ugh. <laughs> okay, note to self like, I shouldn't eat hard candies. And if I ever have kids, like, they will not be eating hard candies. Jade is really upset. She's not going to be able to be in the room because of COVID, which on one hand, I get, but like, that's a baby. Chloe's a baby. I don't that I re- I was like, "What?" She she just kept saying she won't be able to be there. And I like I don't know if that means she can be in the waiting room or what the deal is. I mean, this was like July 2021. I thought like by that point we were letting parents and doctors visits. Oh gosh. That that I was like really upset for Jade. She's really upset and her mom is like trying to talk her down, but I I totally get why Jade was upset. She's like, she's going to be so scared. I'm not going to be there. I guess they're going to like give Chloe a little shot to like not to make her really loopy before they knock her out. So it's like doable. I just felt, oh, like if I really felt for Jade there because I think Jade obviously cares about Chloe. She has her faults, but she's like an okay mom. And I'm sure she does want to be there and she would be there if she could. So they're driving home. Jade is already obviously so upset. Chrissy's like, "You're gonna have to take an anxiety pill that day." I'm like, "That's so funny." Honestly, in a lot of ways, that's me. Like, as a recovered drug addict, I'm like, "Just take a Xanax. Like, you should take a Xanax. You have edibles. You should take them." I'm always telling people to medicate themselves. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! So <laughs> they're driving, and her mom goes hey, you should just pull over so I can, I, I'm going right here. And Jade's like, to a bingo hall? She's like, you need to gamble every day? And Chrissy's like, I, I I haven't played bingo before before yesterday. I haven't played it forever. But when Jade said, you have to gamble every day, her stepdad in the background goes, yep, yep, she does. And Jade is like, I can't, you, like, I can't where we are. I can't turn around. You won't even be able to get to that side of the highway. And so apparently, Chrissy has a gambling issue that we have not heard about. Um, that's sad. I mean, not that not that unsurprising, right? Like, not that unsurprising, not that surprising that Chrissy has more issues than just crack. <laughs> oh, poor little Chloe. I really, I really felt bad for her and Jade. Okay, so Kale's not in this episode because of what happens in Brie's episode. I was, like, going through my notes. I'm like, I've only done three. Where? And I was like, all oh, right, right, Kale's not in this episode. Which I will say, didn't miss her at all. Not for one second. <laughs> so Brie is in Philly. It looks like she was staying in West Philly based on, like, the outside of the house, but I couldn't really tell. She got an Airbnb. It was fine. Uh, Chris and his friend come over. His friend's name is Bread. <laughs> Obviously, it's a nickname, but it made me laugh. <laughs> Bread is a funny nickname for somebody. Like, hey, I'm Bread. <laughs> so I've realized, I'm i like, this is the first time Chris is on camera, I wrote. And then right after I write that, Chris is like, this is weird. And she goes, why? And he goes, all of this. And they, like, pull back to show how many people are actually in the room. I will say, I think Chris is cute sometimes. In pictures, I don't really see it. And I think a lot of times his, like, beard doesn't look well-kept. But, like, in this episode... I something about like the filter on the camera, the hat on, his beard was trimmed. I was like, Chris is cute. Like, <laughs> uh, he's just said he's really nervous about filming. Look, do I want Chris to be a character on this show? Yes. Do I also think it's extremely funny, extremely funny that Kale like stopped filming so that Chris couldn't be on Teen Mom and get a paycheck? Absolutely, that's hilarious to me. I don't blame her for doing that. In a lot of ways, people are like, "How is Chris supposed to pay child support if Kale won't let him be on the show?" It's like, get a fucking job. <laughs> he's been he's been around here for like six years, refusing to film this show. Come on, I I don't feel bad. <laughs> oh gosh, so they're talking about the podcast, and Bree's like, "Do you think your baby mama is going to be upset?" And Chris is like, "Oh yeah, it's going to blow up." And Bree. I'm like, Brie, come on, girl. I don't like when Brie plays innocent. I wish Brie would just fucking own it. it. This bothers me. That's why I like when Brie's like, I'm going to get Kale's dad to eat my ass because she's just owning like how stupid and ridiculous this fight is. But I hate when she says this sh- shit where she's like, you know, I want to steer clear away from her as much as possible because I'm going through a lawsuit with her. So don't go on her baby daddy's podcast that you know is going to cause a fight That that drives me nuts. Either like say it with your chest or don't say it at all. Don't pretend like you have no idea that you're getting under Kale's skin. Just be like, yeah, I want to fuck with Kale or be like, well, Kale has her drama, but I don't really care how she feels. I understand maybe not wanting to say like, I'm trying to fuck with Kale when you're in an active lawsuit with her. But there's other things that Brie could say where she could be like, yeah, I know. I know Kale's going to be upset. I just don't really care if she's going to be upset. That's not really any of my business if she's upset. That doesn't have that that's just, that's not my business. I don't care. Like, you can just say that for Brie to be like, I don't even know, like, why she would care. It's like, yes, you do. You know exactly why she would care. Get out of here. The same reason that you cared when Devoin went on her podcast, because it's fucking shady. <laughs> uh, she Brie, Brie does this, and that's why, like, online Brie, because I feel like online Brie is a lot more, like, Yeah, fuck you. Go fuck yourself, you cunt. And then on camera, she's like, I don't know. Why is anybody mad at me? Like, (laughs) Brie, you are purposely doing this. You are purposely trying to make Kale upset. So they're talking about the co-parenting situation. And Brie's like, so what, like, what's going on with that? What are we going to talk about? And they're talking about lawyers and how expensive lawyers are. And Chris is like, well, I've been representing myself for four years because the lawyer didn't do anything for me. I, I mean, I guess, I guess you should do that. I, lawyers are extremely expensive. I don't blame someone for not wanting to pay a lawyer, but we're not being able to pay a lawyer. I, I think that's probably a big part of it is that you can't afford a lawyer, which most honestly, a lot of people cannot afford lawyers. So annoying on Reddit legal advice or like legal advice forums. people will be like, I can't afford a lawyer. And people will be like, You can't afford not to get one. It's like, no, I literally cannot afford to get one. Like, I don't have a credit card. I don't have credit. Like, I don't have money to give to a lawyer. What are you not getting? Um, so I my guess would be Chris couldn't afford one, which I get. That's some real shit. So Bree's like, So what's like the visitation schedule right now? And he's like, Well, what do you mean? And she's like, Do you have a set schedule? And he says, Every other week, they come. He says, it's corny to me. Why can't I chill with my kids the way other dads can? Chris, come on. Come on. Come on. You know exactly why. (laughs) You know exactly why. Bree's like, well, did they say why not? Like, are you not up to par? And by the way, Chris is a mumbler and I wish I would subtitle him. I need mum. I need subtitle mumbles. Subtitle mumbles? Mumbles on subtitles? I don't know. My brother is a mumbler, and after just spending a week with him, I forgot, and I have to constantly be like, "What? <laughs> what? Speak up!" It's funny. I know you wouldn't assume that my brother, or somebody in my family, would be a mumbler because, like I, like I'm such the opposite of a mumbler. <laughs> my brother and I are very, very different. We're actually on like views of things. We're quite similar, and I think we view things very similarly, and we share a lot of the same like ideologies and we're not that different when it comes to like, like we like a lot of the same like movies and TV shows. And so we're not actually that different. And like when we're together, we have a lot to talk about. But like, the way we are is just very, very different. Like we are polar opposites in like our mannerisms and our voices and the way that we speak to other people and the way that we like engage with the world is just like, so different from one another. And so yeah, it's funny to think that my brother is like, doesn't talk a lot and he's very quiet and it's almost hard to hear him sometimes because I am like use your indoor voice kid right like as I've said before it's the use your indoor use your indoor voice to podcast your pipeline <laughs> I think I saw that on a tweet but it's so true it's so true I feel most of us although it's funny my brother did have a podcast in like 2007. I've never listened to it. I don't know how it worked, but (laughs) he's so smart. He's so, so, so smart. It was really nice to spend time with him. Um, But I was saying this because I just, like, have a hard time listening, like, hearing mumblers, understanding them. And so I need subtitles for Chris if he's going to mumble. Okay, so Chris admits that he's, like, angry and bitter now. And he said he went to, he took himself to therapy. I hope that's true. Um... And he's like, you know, when things are good, we're allowed to be around. I'm allowed to be around the kids whenever I want. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of how it is, right? When you're in a relationship with the primary caregiver, you can see the kids whenever you want. And when you're not, you're not. I. When it comes to Chris and Kale, like, that's where I'm fully team Kale. Like, fuck Chris. For real. Fuck Chris. Okay, so... They go to a rage room to blow off steam, which is, like, you guys know I hate when they do these activities. It's, like, nobody would do this. They would go to dinner and get drunk. Like, to blow off steam, they would go out. They're in the city. Like, they would go to a rage room. Um, There is a quick zoom in where Bree's sitting next to Chris and she, like, leans over and she puts her hand on his thigh. Which, you know, it, look, does that mean that they fucked? No. But, like, is that... Are they, like, physically touching? Yeah, that's, like, a move, right? (laughs) So, they record the next day. Uh, Brie says that there's a lot of untrue things that are said about her, and they basically are, like, asking about co-parenting and whatever. So, Brie gets home. As I said, people notice that Brie is wearing the shirt that Chris had on, which, I mean, look, I don't really have that many shirts from people that I didn't fuck. You know? (laughs) When it comes down to it, most of the people I like, men that I've closed from, I've had sex with them <laughs> or hooked up in some capacity. I also, I just don't really care that much if Brie fucked him. Like, is it weird? Yeah, it is. Is she doing it to spite, Kale? Yeah. But do I care that much? No, I just, I don't. Um... So Roxanne is like, so what happened with Javi? And she's talking about Javi too. So Javi too is like really mad at her about this. He's mad that he was, she was hanging out with Chris outside of doing the podcast. I don't think her, I'm curious about like the real timeline of Javi two and Brie, because I don't think at this point they're really still engaged, is my guess. I, I don't think, I just don't believe that. Also, Brie is now saying it's been almost a year since she had sex I'm kind of thinking her and Javi 2 broke up, like, maybe in May. And this is happening in, like, July. I just, mm, I don't totally believe it. I Like, because, yeah, yeah, no shit Javi 2 is mad about this. No shit, Brie. Roxanne's like, well, what did he say? And Brie goes, well, what can he say? Roxanne goes, it's not about what can he say, it's what did he say? (laughs) And Brie's like, well, you know, like, he's upset. And Roxanne's like, why? And Britt, who hadn't said anything yet, goes, because of Kale, girl. (laughs) Britt has been so funny this season. They talk about how Kale will never be happy, blah, blah, blah. So then we get a scene of Chris at Chris's house. And that's the first time that we've ever gotten a scene like this with Chris. And I'm guessing it's the last time because we get a black screen that says, after the podcast was recorded, Kale learned Chris was participating in the series. She informed production that she will no longer be filming. Here's the thing. I, on one hand, am, like, shut the fuck up and film, right? Like, that's why I want her cut from this cast, like, film. On the other, like, I get it. Like, I would be so mad if behind my back MTV gave a contract to my ex without telling me to let him come on camera and talk shit about me. Like, I get why she's mad about that because she doesn't get told these things. And this has always been a T Mom issue. They'll find out that somebody is hired via the press. They'll find out somebody's fired via the, via the press. And it's because they're on a reality TV show and the producers are paid to fuck with them, right? Like, this is production like trying to fuck with Kale. And I get why she was like, okay, so fuck you. Fuck you back. You want to fuck with me? Fuck you back. I get it. I get it. Um, I just wish that she maybe had stopped filming forever and we wouldn't have to deal with her. So she did say this. She tweeted or put out an Instagram statement. This um, I wanted to address the way my co-parenting situation was portrayed this week, as I don't think it paints a full picture and any co-parenting situation, there are always two sides, regardless of how Chris experienced it our perceptions are going to be different. Emotions are slash were involved, and that's human nature. But I would say it's not likely for two people to experience things the exact same way. It just doesn't happen. The choices I've made have been very challenging for me. I've always wanted the best for my kids, and Chris is no exception to that. But there are extenuating circumstances involving Chris that were not present with Happy or Joe. With that being said, just because it wasn't as easy with Chris doesn't mean my character and feelings have changed when it comes to my relationship. When it comes to my kids' relationships with their dad. Oh, there's a second part that I didn't screenshot. Okay, so she goes on to say, Time with both parents is so important and it doesn't only benefit them, but me as well. I don't want my kids to have – I want my kids to have a relationship with their dad. But Chris's capacity to parent these kids is very different than Javi and Joe. It has been super challenging for me to navigate the restrictions surrounding his co-parenting. And I ultimately don't make the decision the judge did. If things were as easy and as simple as he thinks they are, he would have gotten more time. Chris always saw them when we were good because he wanted something for me, but his motive was never just to spend time with them. He has gone days and weeks without checking up prior to court involvement. The boys only have two parents, and when he is falling short, I have to pick up the slack and fill the gaps emotionally, physically, and financially. When Chris is constantly referring to they, who is they? They is the court. The court made this ruling. I showed up the same way he did. I am not they. <laughs> this is funny. I am she. I am Kale. <laughs> I don't have the power to make the decision that was made. And then she signs it, Kale and Lowry, which, I mean, thanks for signing it, I guess. I get what she's saying here, because in the episode, he's like, they won't let me see the kids. He is saying they a lot. And it's like, who is they? It is the courts. I, I get it. When it comes to Chris, I get it with Kale. I get I get it. I think Chris is a fucking deadbeat loser. I think it is so wild that he had another kid. I have we, like really talked about this on the podcast that Chris's other kid is with the girl that he's been on and off with like the whole time he was with Kale. So I guess he was like Kale. He was Chris. She was Chris's girlfriend like when he and Kale first got together and they've been on and off. And like, how are you going to have Another, a kid with Chris, when you see he's so bad with the first suit and you've been fucking around for so long and now you've attached yourself to him, I just, I don't, I really don't understand it. Oh, and then to tap, like, and this is why I think Chris is such a fucking asshole. So then Chris, in the midst of all this, does a Q&A after everything kind of calms down later that night and They, um, somebody asks, I low-key feel like you actually really liked Kale at some point. And he said, I was in love with the boy's mom, something crazy, but whatever, LOL. That's so fucking manipulative. That's so gross to do. Like, while they're in the fighting about all of this, Chris is squarely in the middle of all of this. He has been on TV talking shit about Kale, and then he's like, well, I love her. Oh, they're so toxic. And that's why I can't stand when people are like... Chris never even wanted to be with Kale. Kale was just desperate for him. Like, Chris is as part of this mess as Kale is. Just fucked up. All right, everyone. That's it. This is my first time recording in Daylight Savings Time. And I can't believe it's so bright out at 6-11. Also, I usually finish recording this podcast at like 2 p.m. I am behind. I hope everyone has a nice week. Go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains and you can hear more of me. You'll want to hear this Vanderpump Rules episode. I'm so excited. And like I said, probably a Caroline Coway episode. Oh, and I want to do like a YouTube internet gossip outside of Caroline Roundup. I have a lot of plans. Not that much time. A lot of plans. All right, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.